Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting episode. Uh, but before I actually break to you what this episode is about and do the big reveal, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I don't often check up on like how this podcast is doing on its various platforms. Because you can download this on so many different places. You know, Spotify is obviously a very big one, Apple Podcasts, Google. And then there's all these other little ones, Podbean and, you know... <laughs> All this sort of thing. But I did actually follow a link to our channel on Spotify the other day and noticed that we do now have ratings. Oh, So yeah. I would like to say thank you to everybody that's actually given us a rating. But obviously from that uh, No Subject episode where we asked mm. people to do that, you know, a few people actually have done. And so anybody who's given us a rating on any of those other like uh, uh, sites uh, like Podbean or or, or, or I don't know what they were. Apple. Yeah, all these other places. Thank you very much. It really does mean a lot to us. It helps us out so much because it attracts attention, you know, for for new viewers. New viewers look at the ratings. If it's got a bad rating, they don't listen to it. If it's got Mm. a good rating, they do listen to it. And it looks like everybody gave us a five-star rating. Oh, lovely. Thanks, guys. So thank you very much to everybody that did that. And uh, if you haven't yet done that, jump on board. And give us also a five star rating if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, that, that that was that was kind of just one little thing that I just wanted to to make sure that I got through right at the start before I forgot to mention it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I often do. Uh, but this week, I well, this has been on my mind for a couple of weeks now since I was mm-hmm. on holiday. I, all of these posts on Instagram, Instagram, and whatnot started coming up uh, and, and it was it was interesting me and then when I, since coming back from my holiday when we've been at work mm-hmm. and sometimes you'll sit on the step of the lobby and you, you're flicking through your tiktok and, oh yeah uh, and whatnot and uh, you you said uh the other day what's with all these whistleblowers man mm. do you remember that yeah i do yeah so, lots of uh whistleblowing going i mean on. how many have you seen so uh, i've seen a fair few yeah and uh 
it seems I've seen a lot more since the Las Vegas uh, UFO kind of crash. Oh, that that, the one that happened in the backyard or something. And, yeah, and, and like the American military didn't even try to cover it up. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point everyone was like, "Oh, okay, they're here then." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so, do you know, do you want to know why all these whistleblowers are, are now sort of coming forwards? Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, um, obviously. A few years ago, I think it was, uh, when Trump was president, mm. uh, they kind of um, forced his hand into signing a document to release what was known about UFOs, didn't they? Yes, yeah. Uh, and obviously, I think he was given like 120 days or something like that, wasn't it? The, the Congress was given to release documents on what they know about UFOs. Or it was going to go to Supreme Court or whatever yeah. to get it out of them. So obviously, yeah, U.S. government had 120 days to hide anything that they wanted to hide, mm-hmm. and then they presented. And then we got like the video of the Tic Tac. And you remember the, oh, you know, the, the military video where they're tracking yeah. that object through the sky, and they say they don't know what it is. They're not admitting that they are extraterrestrial. Mm. In nature, um, but they they say we don't know what these objects are, these UFOs or UAPs, they call them, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. But following that, last year, uh, the military funding bill in America, which is called the National Defense Authorization Act. Mm-hmm last year included a clause that allowed whistleblowers to report previously undisclosed UFO um, programs like material retrieval, material analysis, and reverse engineering programs to the Pentagon's team that they've called ARO or double A-R-O without any fear of prosecution for violating security oaths and non-disclosure agreements. Okay, so... So change uh, the law, basically. So so they now, uh, obviously this bill has been passed, where they said if you've got grievances from, you know, from things that you've experienced, but obviously you're under a non-disclosure agreement, a secrecy oath and that sort of thing, mm. but it's eating you up inside, you know, you're getting... Uh, anxiety from it or anything like that and you want to report it you want to get it off your chest they they've created this this um team called the AARO arrow and that stands for all domain anomaly resolution office okay oh, no way i'm remembering that no but to be honest the, the terminology of that all domain everywhere anomaly anom- anomaly yeah yeah resolution office now that's not research, or it's not. You know, uh, it, it's almost like another way of covering it up. Yeah, to me, to my ears, anyway. The way that's actually that acronym is, is has been formed. As the, you said that the second, the time. word resolution. Mm. That's almost like oh, we can bury it under anything that we want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So that's why all these whistleblowers have got more confidence. They're coming out. They're, they're, they're saying what they've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're reporting it to this double ARO, which is a, a Pentagon task force for investigating anomalies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's kind of they're not 
necessarily admitting that it's extraterrestrial in nature and that the whole world resolution to me mm. means that if they can bury it they're going to bury it it's it's bizarre to me that uh like everyone kind of knows ufos are a thing like mm-hmm. it's been going on years and especially the last few years I think it's widely accepted. Like most people, when you say, do you believe in aliens? I- I've heard the response, well, yeah, or we'd be silly to think that there isn't something out there yeah. with how big the galaxy is. Yeah, so, I think most people with a good head on their shoulders would say, yes, I believe there's possible life out there. Mm-hmm. And then you, if you ask them, do you think they visited us? Then you start getting them 50-50 answers, don't you? Some people say yes, mm. some people say no. Um, yeah. But... I mean, statistically, out of the hundreds of billions of stars and planets that are out there in the universe, not just in our galaxy, but outside of that as well, Mm. statistically, there has got to be some form of life somewhere. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to evolve, because we we always look for Earth-like planets that we could move to, but life that developed on another planet doesn't necessarily have to re- uh, follow the same rules that we do here. You know, we have to breathe oxygen, mm, yeah, yeah, eat food, consume water, and then we have obviously waste products come out. <laughs> Methane is something that we produce, which is a gas that is, you know, is something yeah. that, that is toxic to us. But yeah. then plant life here consumes carbon dioxide and gives off oxygen so who's Mm. to say that alien life out there wouldn't evolve in some other kind of way and we have heard of um testimonies i suppose where uh, these whistleblowers have stated that aliens have landed but they're not able to breathe our atmosphere yes and that would make sense yeah because i think it was stephen greer said that there's possibly dr stephen greer sorry yeah yeah there's potentially uh, aliens in area 51 that can only last 20 minutes in our atmosphere so they've had to suffocate or something yeah Yeah. so they've had to build conditions for these aliens i'm guessing environmental chambers that are correct for them yeah Yeah. i'm guessing the aliens would have told them what they needed well more on stephen greer in a little while Mm. um i'd like to do an entire podcast just on oh yeah i did reach out and uh, see if he'd want to be on it, but I didn't. I didn't get anything other than an auto response. He's a so. busy, busy man. Well, it's his loss, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So these whistleblowers—they've been encouraged to go through the AAR arrow, uh, which, as we've just said, seems yeah. like it's kind of a, a way of just like shuffing it under the rug mm. we'll, we'll, we'll try and forget about it you know? skeptical hippo eyes come out with that <laughs> yeah. mm. um, but some whistleblowers are taking their claims straight to congress ah right they want in congress to investigate it or to to uh, 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 to, uh, to hold an investigation plan um because the pentagon obviously They've got their own interests, um, but Congress is somewhere that can really make a difference. Um, So these whistleblowers are claiming that the AARO only has clearance to probe military programs under Title X authority. I'm not going to pretend that I know exactly what that means. I'm guessing it's some kind of level of secrecy. Oh, I can explain this one, Pi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't. I'm with you. Well, yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, AR, double ARO, ARO can only investigate up to Title 10, which I'm guessing is like some kind of secrecy level. Mm-hmm. You need to have clearance to go above that, and the AARO doesn't have a level of clearance to go above that. And they're claiming that you would need clearance of ti- at least Title 50 to actually investigate all of these claims that are being made. Right, okay, I've already seen a problem here. Go ahead. So they're telling people to report to them mm-hmm. to resolve yep. these issues, but then them themselves don't have the clearance to investigate it. it. Yeah, that it doesn't work, does it? No. Right, okay. It doesn't. So this is why a lot of people are now uh, approaching Congress directly. They're getting lawyers involved and they're approaching Congress directly. Uh, Much like this guy, Dave Grush, who uh, recently, uh, just a few few weeks ago, this is what perked my interest, he actually had an on-camera interview alleging that the US government possesses multiple non-human craft. Mm. And he's taken this direct to Congress... The problem is half of Congress don't have Title 50 clearance. So he's taking it direct to Congress thinking this will sort it out. And half of Congress don't even have the clearance level to even look at his claims. So who has that level of clearance? Well, this is the problem. The the American military and the government is so compartmentalized. It's a need-to-know basis. If you don't need to know it, you're not going to know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even, like, the people who are, are say, with crashed UFOs or something like that, they are trained up and specifically told they're not allowed to talk about this stuff, but they've got the clearance to go and retrieve this stuff, but then people higher up haven't got the clearance to know about it. I mean, so there's got to be some several people up the top that know more than, you know, than what we do, obviously. Mm. But, I mean, you know, these people in Congress, I mean, they're running the country. Yeah. And they're not allowed to know about these these things that they're fighting. <laughs> just, just general soldiers. I mean, these aren't even colonels or anything like that. You know, they're not high up in the military. These The, the, the people that are going and, and doing these um, vehicle retrieval programs and stuff like that, Reverse engineering. Some of them are not even military. They're civilians like Bob Lazar was. Yeah. Mm. And they're getting levels of clearance that are above the people running the actual country. That's what I find bizarre. It's backwards. Because I feel like if that was over here and the government was hiding something and the Queen was like, I want to know, I feel like she'd have some sort of authority to know. I don't Um, know. Like I just that's, That's a difficult one. But you'd imagine uh, yeah, the monarchy, yeah, it's, it's a hard one because the monarchy doesn't really like make laws or, or no. these days. They, doesn't they, they, ha- they have to sign off on it. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, the actual government and the, the prime minister that is, that is presenting those laws and, and briefs and whatnot to the monarchy. Hang on, is this... So you would imagine that if the Prime Minister wanted to know about it, I mean, in the, in the UK, yeah, yeah. if he wanted to know about this kind of thing, you'd hope that he'd have enough sway and enough clearance to be able to, to know about it. But I don't know that he would. 
Well, to me, from what you've said, it kind of shows to me. Like I, I could be wrong here, but entertain me for a second. Yeah, yeah. Surely that's saying that the FBI and the CIA are more powerful and in control than the actual president of the United yes. States is basically what that's saying. Yes. I've heard it said before, that I, th- I can't remember the exact number, but I think it was something like 37 clearance levels above presidents. Makes clearance. zero sense. Makes zero if it, sense. That is the top man in the country. Yeah. He is in con- in charge of that country, and yet there's still like 30-plus levels of clearance above what he has <laughs> to know about this sort of thing. Oh, I just I can't wrap my head around that. No, it's it's mental, it's, isn't it? It's backwards. Like, it is. How can you run a country that way? And then they wonder why there's riots and things because it's like I'm, I'm not going to get into politics, but it just seems crazy to me that there's a there's a small group of people. So even if it's a couple hundred, they're in charge of what? What's America? Three hundred fifty million? Uh, nearly that. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're telling me two hundred people that have this clearance are in charge of 350 million people yeah. and they just keep covering stuff up and just doing what they want and even the president can't do anything about it. No. So how the hell do you break that chain? I, I honestly don't know. Oh. Honestly, I don't know. Crazy, man. So I don't mean to derail. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, because like I said, Dave Grush, he recently uh, had an on-camera interview alleging about these non-human craft that he has seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the reporter asked him. Uh, well, well we, the thing is, Dave Grush works for the Pentagon. He is one of the guys that investigates these things. When there are reports from whistleblowers of what things that the UFOs and things that they've seen, mm-hmm. he is one of the guys that goes out to investigate. And they said, "Well, how much stuff have you seen of your own?" And he said, "Yeah, I've seen some stuff, but I'm not allowed to talk about that at the moment." <laughs> Because of clearance levels, you know? Right. So, and, and I mean, even Dave Groot, I mean, technically, he, he would only have that Title 10 authority, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's going out there, he's getting reports from soldiers and people on the ground that exceed his clearance levels, which is why he wants to take it to Congress. And he uh, hired a lawyer, Daniel Sheehan, I think that's how that's pronounced. Nice. Um, he's defending him, and a whole bunch of other whistleblowers... One of his whistleblowers, unnamed, I don't have a name for this guy, uh, but he allegedly took part in an illegally undisclosed program retrieving crashed non-human aircraft or spacecraft. Illegally, you say? Illegally, yeah, because uh, I guess because because of the way the laws have developed, uh, if, it, if it's an unidentified flying object that has crashed... Because of these new laws since Trump and, you know, this one back in uh, last year, um, mm. they're supposed to make this knowledge public. Yeah, yeah. So if it's not public, then it's an illegal operation. Okay, then They're yeah. not disclosing okay. it. You understand? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And this guy um, claimed, allegedly, <laughs> that they, uh, they found a, a, a crashed UFO, UAP, Mm-hmm. And he described it as uh, like a, a slice of a pie, so I guess in triangular sort of shape, mm. uh, around thirty feet in length. Uh, they they hooked it up to a bulldozer because uh, it was buried sort of half in the ground, pulled it free, 
until it was just a f- free of the ground by a few feet. It was self-standing. They hadn't ruined it. They didn't want to uh, uh, compromise its structural integrity. So they left it there where it was, and they sent a guy inside it, mm-hmm. you know, see what he could find. And this guy, don't again, I don't know his name or is any kind of identification for him. Um, he went inside, and bear in mind this craft is only 30 feet in length on the outside. He said he stepped through the door, and it was – do you know the, the show Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah. With the, the TARDIS that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? <laughs> it's like a whole room, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said it was like that. And I'm not even under-exaggerating, over-exaggerating here. He said it was 30 feet on the outside. He walked through the door – into an area that was the size of an American football stadium. Damn. I mean, how does that even work? That must, that's some crazy technology. That, that is some serious space-time distortion there. Mm. I mean, the, the level of technology that it would take to create that is just probably thousands of years beyond what we've got of our yeah. capabilities, natural capabilities. Um, and he, he was he didn't... I don't have any uh, descriptions of the inside, only the size of it. Mm-hmm. And he said it, it messed with his head so much. He was only able to be in there like two or three minutes. And he started feeling nauseous because he just couldn't handle it, the the, the, the whole experience of mm-hmm. it. So he turned around, walked back out through the door, bearing in mind to him, he'd only been in there two or three minutes. When he got outside, everybody was like, well, you've been four hours. Four hours. Four hours. I mean, time is messed up in that place. Like I said, serious space and time distortion there. I think it's so difficult because we're we're a very uh, like logical, science driven kind of species, aren't we? So yeah, the fact that there's this technology that can do that kind of thing, we can't even wrap our heads no. around it. Like, no. I literally can't even. Write I, I normally it. like to try and explain things on mm. this podcast. You know, if I if I can see a scientific explanation for things, but honestly, I'm at a loss. Mm. The, my only explanation is that we don't understand physics the way we think we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's and, absolutely nuts. Uh, that is uh, I, well, there may be an episode in a few weeks. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's coming up that we go into some... (laughs) <laughs> some of the, those physics uh, arguments um, <laughs> uh, but one, one of the things that we've mentioned in the last few days me and, me and yourself 
uh, where we've been discussing dark matter. Yes. Yeah. And my point of view is I, I'm not a big fan of the whole dark matter theory, mm-hmm. apart from which I've seen um, some physics papers where they have uh, rewritten their physics where dark matter is not needed. Um, but generally, dark matter is 90% held as, you know, the theory of the universe is within physics. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, but I think this kind of just goes to prove how little we actually know about true physics. Yeah. And until we know that, because in physics, there's like uh, this whole, like um, even Stephen Hawking, he was looking for this theory of physics that would explain everything in the universe plus everything in the subatomic, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, um, we talk about um, string theory and all that sort of thing, you know, quantum physics. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the two, normal physics and quantum physics, don't mesh together. They don't interlink. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Hawking was always trying to find this theory that links them. And I think it's only when we do that that we're actually going to understand this level of technology the, yeah. You know, this kind of space-time distortion within a structure. How, how do you create a football stadium size room inside a structure mm. that's only 30 feet across? Because my logical brain goes, oh, well, maybe there was screens inside that display something bigger. But it can't be. No. But, again, I can't. I can't like well, you. No, the, the two of us are never going to be able to wrap yeah. our heads around it. It's, it's, it's the same it's, as um, when someone says... Uh, like oh think think of a new color. You you physically can't think of a new color, can you? No, because all the colors that we know already uh, yeah, exist. Yeah, done. Yeah, you mix colors together, and that's another one that we already know. But that's the kind of level we're at, isn't it? Where it's it's something that you you can't even fathom. It's just... yeah, exactly. And there was a, um oh I'm struggling to think of his name now, but there was a. Uh, uh, like an astronomer and physicist that uh, back in the day said any um, technology that is sufficiently advanced would appear to an inadvanced species as magic. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing here really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It, It seems like magic to us, but to, a technological civilization that may be a thousand, a million years in advance to us, it's child's play. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they've been brought up with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the norm to them. <laughs> oh, you're talking about that space, yeah? Oh, yeah, the flizzy medusa. Yeah, we've been Yeah, my working. three-year-old knocked that together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, and this brings us on to Stephen Greer again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched last week a press conference that he held uh, about two weeks previous to that uh, about all these whistleblowers, and he brought a load of whistleblowers to him, to the stage. I'm not going to go into massive detail on this because obviously you at home can go and yeah. watch it on YouTube. Worth it was about like three hours long, but it was very informative. Mm, definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. 
Uh, along with his uh, new film, that's uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, Contact, mm-hmm. has begun. That was very interesting yeah, as well. Very, I would, very would recommend that. I, I really admire Stephen Greer for all the work that he's done yeah. over the last, what, 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a hero in, in my eyes. He, he is, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of those people who just wants to get the truth out there. Yeah. No matter what that truth is. Yeah, and he's risking a lot. He, he is risking a lot. Um, so, yeah, he held a, a press press conference uh, a couple of weeks ago with a whole bunch of whistleblowers that brought their t- their own testimonials uh, to the state. You know, there were pilots, there were military people, uh, all, all different kinds, all different uh, ranks. Yeah, there was an FBI yeah. agent as well. Yeah, yeah, there? yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but on the whole... In fact, most of them were actually alleging that the danger or dangerous craft UFOs that we're encountering are actually military developed craft with extraterrestrial technology on board, Mm. which obviously Bob Lazar was researching. Uh, Stephen Greer claims in that press conference that, you know, these black operations doing reverse engineering and that sort of thing, you know, uh, uh, technology analysis and all that, he claims that we've had anti-gravity technology since the 1950s. That's a long time. It's, um, rid- but it's, it's kind of a ridiculous claim, but mm. I can kind of also understand that if you did have that technology you wouldn't want anybody else to know that you've got it. So yeah. you'd still let the space race carry on, the Cold War, the Apollo missions, going to the moon and all that sort of thing, with the just the normal level of technology that we've actually developed within the last, yeah. you know, 100 or so years. It's rapid if, as if, well. And it is rapid. And I think yeah. it's still, it still is due to some of the technologies that we've taken from extraterrestrials like mm. microwave ovens they came out of nowhere yeah. you know yeah. stuff like that you know the things that we take mm. for granted these days that if you went back a hundred years it would seem like magic it's very true you know if you turned up in the 1920s with a, a microwave they'd be like <laughs> what is that contraption yeah so, yeah you are right man and the phone that you hold in your pocket if you went back a mm. hundred years ago now Oh, they'd burn you at the stake for they, witchcraft. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you said, oh, I've got a device in my pocket that's only the, the size of the palm of my hand, and with it I can find out any information in the world that you want to know, yeah. and I look at lolcats on it, <laughs> yeah. they think you were mad. Let me just <laughs> FaceTime Australia halfway around the yeah, world. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They wouldn't understand it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they're all claiming that we have been developing this from the 50s and there's a lot of mm. dangerous things out there. There uh, were people on his press conference, uh, military men, that said they were out in military exercises and they were having abduction experiences that most of us always, you know, we we think of abductions being extraterrestrial in nature. Mm. Yeah. They're claiming it's not the ETs that are doing it. It's our own military in extreme black ops conducting these experiments to see how 
soldiers and possibly civilians react to what we obviously assume is extraterrestrial mm. abduction, and it's not even extraterrestrial. And one guy even said that he wanted to report it under Arrow, to Arrow, uh, and disclose this um, UFO phenomenon. Yeah. And they were told, you can't report it because the craft was apparently not an unidentified craft. Right. So they, they knew what that craft was. So that is Earth-built. It may have ET technology on it, but they knew what that that it wasn't an unidentified flying object. It was identified. Uh, they knew what it was. It's like finding a loop in a contract. Yeah, so he wasn't allowed to report it through his normal means. I mean, go and watch this for yourself on, on mm. the Stephen Greer um, press conference. It's so interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Such a wide range of people that are, are reporting what they've encountered, what they've experienced. Mm. And a lot of them are saying that... The ETs don't pose a threat to us. Yeah, they're not hostile, are they? No. If they, no. if they were, we'd be wiped out before we even knew it. Yeah. I mean, if they've got a hundred million years of technology more than us, then yeah, I well, it would be a hundred million years. But well, yeah. a million. Or well, whatever. it might be a hundred million years. I don't know. A hundred million yeah. years is a long time, but it's a blink in the eye of the the universe, mm. isn't it? Yeah, um, I think they would have done it by now. Yeah. But, uh, but the the message seems to be that Stephen Greer always promotes is that ETs are trying to say to us, you've got such a beautiful planet here, and even though there's hundreds of billions of stars and planets out there, yours is a little bit special, you know? You have life. Mm. It has developed, and it's, it, it, it's, it's easy to grow life there. Not every planet is like that. Yeah. It is still a rarity to find these hidden gems of planets. So look after your planet. We're imploring you to look after your planet. We will help you if you let us. Mm -hmm. But obviously, military, we, we are a, a primarily a territorial species. We are an aggressive species and we are a predatory species. Mm. And I think that's why we don't have that sort of classic first contact, you know, the UFO landing on the White House lawn and, you know, having a yeah, welcome yeah. party and all that sort of thing. That's why it doesn't happen, because we are the threat to them. It's not the other mm. way round. I kind of have the impression, though, like, um, and I, I don't want to insult my kind again, because, like, <laughs> obviously being half American and stuff, I, I feel like I can somewhat get away with some of the things I say. Yeah. But I kind of feel, would it be different if extraterrestrials landed in a different country like if it was america that I, I do feel like the u.s government seems to be on a different level of aggression compared yeah. to like if they landed in australia well that's that's the thing it's a lot of countries around the world uh, even some of them in europe like france i think are quite open about um ufo encounters and and stuff mm. like that they've got a sort of an open book policy they, they don't have this uh, secrecy act and several other countries around the world are quite open about it. So even some in, in South America are quite open about it. Like you say, America in particular, possibly because they've got such a grip hold on the rest of the world. Yeah. And when you've got that grip hold, you don't people in power, they don't want to release they it. They certainly don't. They don't, do they? No. So, the the only argument that I've I've always heard for like patriots and people that 
you know, that say the government aren't all bad. They they do care about the people and things like that. And to play devil's avocado for a second, so, some pe- I've heard people say the reason they don't disclose any of this information and things and get it out there and tell the truth is because they're worried about mass hysteria. I mean, in 2023, I think we've reached a point where I think that's a load of rubbish, personally. Well, I don't know. If you admit that aliens are real, not every, you don't have not, to give away everyone, everything. But, but. I, I'm going to remind you about a quote that um, Tommy Lee Jones said in Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> is when Will Smith said, "Why is the, why all the secrecy? Why why all the cover up? Why don't you just let people know? People are smart." And Tommy Lee Jones says, "No, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky creatures that will quite easily fall into mob mentality." Mm, yeah, I, I kind of get that. So I can kind of understand that. We saw it with COVID respect. and to- yeah, exactly. toilet rolls. Yeah, toilet rolls, <laughs> yeah. yeah, panic buying and stuff. People quite literally fall into that category of mm. as long as I'm all right, I don't care about everybody else. Yeah, you are right, to be fair. There is that element of that, I suppose. I don't know. It just, it just seems crazy to me that a group of people can say, we're going to not give you any information and, and do what we want. And as far as uh, people claim that the government do care about us and they want to help us, well, all of this, all, what we've just been going through, all these whistleblower experiences, particularly the guys who are in the military getting abducted by UFO, they think there's a UFO mm. and then they find out that it's actually, uh, you know, one of their own. That's scary. That's kind of like going back to the MK Ultra days, you know, experimenting mm. on humans without their knowledge. Yeah. And yeah. It's almost as bad, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's what worries me about the future in some ways. Yeah. It's like, because uh, they tried to report that to Arrow. And yeah. They, and they said, oh. Arrow know. doesn't have the clearance level to yeah. investigate. So that's basically them saying, like, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> if you get abducted, you get abducted. Yeah. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. And it's almost like uh, humans versus humans. And Well, it is in a way, yeah. Yeah. I want I want the haves and the have-nots, isn't it? We've wonder, got this technology. We're going to test it out on the people who have them. I wonder if aliens are actually the good guys in this situation. I think they probably are, to be um, honest. But also, before I forget, just to touch up on one of the points you made, uh, very quickly, the... Government have been known to do things like this about, you know, you said about abducting uh, people uh, that are yeah, unkind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is famous reports of in the 60s, cars driving around New York releasing certain gases just to see yes. what it would do to people. Yeah. So if people think that the government, oh, they wouldn't just kill and take people of their own for no reason. Oh, they would. They would. Yeah, they've done worse. Yeah, there's been examples of that since the 60s that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, you know, that's the one. Like, hu- human rights, they improve on paper, don't they? Mm-hmm. But we all know that paper isn't real life. Yeah. Wow. So, there you go. So... Moving on to the paranormality scale, I guess I guess we, we've got to put it down to believability on this point, on this one, don't we? Really? Yep. <laughs> do you believe? Do you believe the whistleblowers, or do you believe the government? I believe the whistleblowers. I, I would say the whistleblowers. And I think that 
I know a lot of people are 50 50 on, you know, I, I hate this, this, uh, kind of view and opinion that whistleblowers have betrayed their country. It's a load yeah. of nonsense. They're heroes. They want to speak the truth and the they fact- want to bring the truth to you, to yeah. the general public. These are people who've mm-hmm. had experiences that are outside of the norm. And they want people to actually know about it and say, look, this is what your government are doing to you behind your back. Yeah. And the the fact that they've got – the stakes are so high and they've got so much risk there and they're still willing to come out and say, here's information and what I've seen with my own eyes. I don't understand how anyone can not believe them over certain governments or people. So – They're heroes. I think they are heroes to some degree. Um, It's very believable. And I'm, do you know what I'm going to give it? I'm thinking 9.9. I was thinking 9.9 because no one ever gets a 10. No. So you know what? I'm going to go with my gut instinct as well. I'm going to give it a 9.9. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going 9.9. So that's an easy average, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even uh, need to say it. <laughs> and if we go missing or anything happens... This is why. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. For, for the record, neither of us want to commit suicide. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> so, you know, if that comes out, then it definitely wasn't. We're the whistleblowers for the whistleblowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess we are. <laughs> for the very few people that actually listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> well. But anyway, yeah, that I, I really wanted to cover this because it, it, it intrigued me. Mm. As I was looking through Instagram and, and and Google and whatnot while I was on my holiday uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was seeing so much whistleblower, you know, comments and 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 what they what the, the the truths that I think mm-hmm. they're bringing out allegedly. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I just wanted to cover it. I know we do a lot about UFOs and stuff, not so much about ghosts, but you know, UFOs my jam. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I just thought this was such an interesting case, and we could we could integrate Stephen Greer in, which I do want to. I do oh, want to keep a close yeah. eye on Stephen Greer because he is got to come back of, to him. He, he's another hero, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, he's the he's the one person that I feel I I kind of hang on his every word. Almost, you know what I mean? yeah. He's, he's got this like kind of aura about him, the way he presents himself, and he he's got the history there, is, isn't he? He's think, worked for thirty three years. Oh, in the, yeah, yeah. He was a medical doctor working mm. in, in like a trauma um, ward or A and E, I guess we'd call it in this country. But I mean that that is what that's what I really like about him. Particularly, like when was it? Back in two thousand two, two thousand three, or something. He did that original first press conference mm. where he was trying to get. Yeah, well, we, he, him with all his colleagues were presenting the evidence and saying, look, we want disclosure on what's going on. And the fact that they were educated people, intelligent, mm. with, you know, respectable jobs. Degrees. Not and... just rednecks going, I don't trust government. You know, these were actually... Sorry, that was a really bad American impression. Oh, I thought you were doing an impression of my dad. So. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because it was literally people within the military and with respected mm. jobs, respected careers that were coming out and saying, yes, we want this disclosure, that made mm. me sit up and take notice of him. And I've been taking notice ever since. So, yeah. I mean, Stephen Greer, if there's a small chance that you ever listen to this podcast, if you'd like to come on for an interview, <laughs> I'd love to have you here. <laughs> Don't really much like my chances of that happening, um, <laughs> but hope. fingers crossed. Um, yeah. And I guess uh, yeah. Uh, so if you're a whistleblower, 
If you like blowing whistles. Right, right, <laughs> right into us. Paranormality.uk at gmail.com. Stephen Greer, same email address. Um, <laughs> if, yeah, if you like blowing whistles. Yeah. It, it, if you're a lifeguard, <laughs> you blow a whistle. Yeah, yeah. If, if you've had some of these experiences yourself and you don't know where to whistle blow, because obviously... <laughs> We're talking about American whistleblowers here. Then, oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, in different countries, have got different laws. That you mm. know, different secrecy acts and stuff like that. So, people in the UK, soldiers and whatnot, that have the similar experiences, mm. they've got they've got nowhere to go to. Yeah, you can yeah. come to us. Yes, we can't do anything about it, but you can come to us. <laughs> you can't just go blowing your whistle all over the place no. because people will just think you're crazy. Make a mess. So. Yeah, make a mess. <laughs> People think you're crazy, so blow your whistle hard and true in one direction that is supposed to happen. Yeah, and <laughs> fingers crossed, you know, everything, these things actually come to light and we'll actually mm. get some disclosure on it one day. Yeah, I but hope so. Until then, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. And this has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.